Have you ever just found yourself in the zone where golf came easy to you, where your swing made sense, where it just felt right, your timing was on, and everything seemed way easier than it normally was? Well, how do you get to that place? What's the process to get there? And is there one? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf Podcast. It's a very long name. I might have to shorten that uh, very quickly. So, but we will look at that another day. So, topic for today, one that I thought was pretty interesting. It's based on a question that I got from... Uh, a listener who was referring back to a previous podcast where I talked about playing sort of outside yourself and what that actually meant. And, and really when I play outside myself or whatever I say outside myself or really anybody else that I know, when they are playing outside themselves, they play their best golf. And how this concept sort of came up, it definitely started with Extraordinary Golf. And there is a coach there by the name of Gary Lester. And, and Fred Shoemaker talks about this all the time as well. And, and really, they're, they're better apt to talk about this. I'm going to talk about kind of my perspective on it. But they discuss, you know, being in your head and how that being, you know, consciously in your head and thinking about things, how that hurts your golf game and how you need to be someplace else. You need to be putting the focus someplace else in order for you to play your best golf. So that was definitely the start of this process for me. But we're going to jump back to, I was definitely involved with Extraordinary Golf and where this sort of clarified for me. I I explained earlier in a podcast where it became clear for my son, Canyon, when he was listening to the traffic on I-15. My experience was a little bit different in that I was, uh, I had gone down, it was in 2013, so I'd gone down and I had had, uh, won the club championship and I was never more miserable with my golf game. Because I knew that I had gotten basically lucky and I felt sort of out of control. Like if, if, that's, if that's what it takes where you just sort of catch lightning in a bottle every once in a while and you play good golf and you win a tournament here or there, then I wasn't really excited about the prospects of me playing good golf in the future. And so that really, it really bothered me. It bothered me that I could go from shooting in the low 70s to the, you know, to the high 80s day to day and have that, that amount of inconsistency really in any aspect of life. But in golf was super frustrating to me. So I left, you know, I left that experience really frustrated and really kind of tired of not being able to figure out how to play consistently good golf. And so that's kind of the place that I was hanging out that summer um, in, in the club that I played in down in, in, in southern Utah. Their season sort of ends at the beginning of summer because it gets too hot. So our club championship was tif- typically right in April, May, right in that area. So I now had all summer up here in northern Utah to play golf and think about that and try to come up with something that was going to be better and more sustainable. And that was kind of the whole goal for that summer. And that's definitely what I talked to Fred Shoemaker about is like finding some consistency that summer in, in what we were working on. 
And so interestingly enough, this came about in a very odd way. I had, end, I had hurt my knee, sort of the outside of my back leg, so my right leg. I had hurt some tendons and things in the backside of my leg doing something stupid. I fell off a curb, whatever. It was super not graceful. And so I hurt myself and really, really twinged it to a, to a point where when I took the club back, if my weight got to the outside of my foot at all, my knee would scream. It, would, it, was, it was brutal. And so I had to learn to swing sort of with maintaining my weight on the inside of my back foot and kind of swinging inside and taking it back, sort of cautiously taking it back and, and then, you know, making the downswing from there and, and really not putting a lot of weight on that back knee. Well, I started playing amazing golf. I, um, I, I don't remember the specifics, but I, nine out of 10 rounds were under par um, I know that Thane, the, my buddy that I was playing with, was super pissed off because he couldn't win back the award that I had won from him. So he was struggling with it. But I was playing amazing golf, and I had thought, I kind of thought to myself, and we'd sort of joked that if this knee ever heals itself, then I needed to take a hammer to the outside of it to, to make sure that I always had that pain. So I always maintained the swing. So to me, somewhere in the midst of all this, I began to believe. That swinging on the swinging and making sure that my weight stayed on the inside of my back foot was the answer, right? And how many times have we had that in our golf swing where we were playing really well, we've gotten into a good place, we're playing good golf, and we feel like we've got some kind of a swing thought or something going on, and now we found it, right? It's ours, and nobody's ever going to take this great golf away from us ever again. And I, like everybody else, as soon as the knees started to hill up, I started playing back to my normal inconsistent self. And I, again, was completely frustrated by this. But as I started to kind of go through and think about it, and it took a while, it took a couple months for me to realize it wasn't the fact that I was swinging inside or doing anything differently with my swing. That wasn't what was causing me to play better golf. Right? This was, this was shocking to me. The fact that I was playing better golf is because my knee hurt so badly and I was so worried about going to the outside and so freaked out about any of it that my sole focus for that period of time was, was on something outside of me. It was on my knee. It was on my body moving out. I was not thinking about anything. I was just focused on because I knew if that weight went to the outside, it was going to hurt. So I would go back in my golf swing, not thinking about my golf swing, paying all the attention that I had on that knee, knowing darn well that if it shifted over just midpoint, it was going to hurt and it was going to hurt a lot. So just sort of focused on that. And that freed me up to play amazing golf. So it wasn't any sort of mechanics in my golf swing. It was the fact that I was getting out of my way and playing outside myself. My focus, my whole conscious mind, everything about me playing golf was on my knee. And when that clicked for me, when I finally figured that out, that's when golf became better for me. When I started to really realize that I needed to focus on things outside of me to play better golf. Now, now we get into the nitty gritty of sort of what happened from that point. I realized that to play better golf, I needed to be outside of me. I needed to be focused on something outside of me. 
But I also needed to understand what was going on outside of me. And that's where I kind of got into using technology and figuring out my, my swing plane and all that stuff that was happening outside. Or I was not sitting around in my head focusing on all these swing thoughts and this, that, and the other. I was focused on the, what was actually physically going on and being focused on that part of it, not on the swing thoughts. And so it all goes back to, and I don't know if, if you can think back to a time when you played really, really good golf, right? I will bet that you will figure out that, that was, there was something going on in your mind that was pulling you out of your head and focusing on something outside, right? You had gotten some kind of a swing tip or something about keeping your left shoulder coming under your chin or trying to maintain you know, the weight on the balls of your feet or something. It was some kind of a thing that had you focused outside yourself, right? I remember getting a new shaft in my club and, and being really fascinated by because I could feel the new shaft sort of uh, load up at the top. And that was super fascinating to me. So I was just focused on feeling that load and how cool it felt. And I was bombing them, right? So as soon as we can get our head sort of focusing on something that's interesting outside, then better golf is possible. And then when we take that, when we take that part of it, and we couple it with technology and we really learn the truth of what our golf swings are and what's actually going on in our golf swings and we start working on the things that are actually wrong with our golf swing and we tie that all together, now we've sort of got the mental side of it and we've got the ability to be interest in, interested in what's really going on and really improving in, on what's really going on and hanging out with that, then golf becomes um, awesome because golf then becomes something that can be consistent because we're working on the right things. We're working on things that are actually wrong, not a bunch of opinions from a bunch of folks that are looking at our golf swings and, and throwing out stuff that they've heard and read from Golf Digest and Golf Channel and a million other teachers, right? Just opinions coming from all over. We are actually working on the truth of our golf swings. And that's what technology does for us that we haven't had access to in the past. So that was just kind of something that popped in my head today. And I, I'm guessing for you as well. Think about when you played your best golf and try to remember what you were focused on at that particular point. Because whatever that is, that's the process of being someplace else, not, not in your head, again, to, to, to use the phrase of extraordinary golf and, and Gary Lester and Fred Shoemaker. And they are excellent, brilliant minds in this game. Get to extraordinary golf if, if there's any way you possibly can. It'll change your life. But using that whole theory... Um, that's how you stay. That's how you stay outside yourself to play better golf. So hopefully that's helpful for some. I would really, really love to hear your comments on it. Um, there's a, if you go to dataaccessgolf.com, there's a, there's a place for the podcast. If you click on that, it'll take you to a blog page. And down at the bottom, there's a place for comments. I would love to hear your comments and get them that way. You can also visit us on Facebook and leave us comments there or dataaccessgolf at gmail.com if you want to drop us an email. I'd love to hear what you, what you remember about that experience and we can talk more about it later. So that's it for today. Real short one, but really, really fascinating to kind of when that, I remembered that today. I thought that was great. So time to shut this down. <laughs> Aaron Stewart signing off. Remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.